welcome to another edition of Kapowcast. Woo! Yeah. Mike here today with Jeff Jefferson. This will be the best episode because it's just <laughs> us. Um, we just actually, we just got back. Uh, we, we hoofed it in the rain. Hell yeah. That's how committed we are. That's right. <laughs> We're like the Pony Express. <laughs> we hoofed it uh, in the rain to our local cinema and we attended a three o'clock showing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. So we are going to talk tons of tons about about that. Um, but real quick before we we get going, I had just shown Jeff there was a um, there's been a trailer released for the Batman v Superman extended cut. It was funny because the cut, I'm pretty sure the cut almost entirely comprised scenes that weren't in the uh, probably because there were like two or three characters. I'm like. Who's talking? Who is this guy? Like one of them, uh, the the blonde girl with the glasses. That's actually, I believe, supposed to be Barbara Gordon. Really? Yep. Huh. So she's supposed to be in it. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. Um, I of course I already I plan on picking this up, uh, just because <laughs> next time you in, have four hours to kill. In the in the grand scheme of things, it is the start. You know, another it is a sequel to Man of Steel, start of the DC universe. So. I got. I feel like I'm obligated to have it in my collection. <laughs> Semi sequel. Um, they didn't they say it technically wasn't. Uh, yeah, because the next one's going to be called. Isn't the next one like the working title's like Man of Steel two or something like Probably. that? Probably. I haven't even heard any word yet on, on them doing a Man of Steel two. Um, it's. I. They definitely said that their current plan is to make another one. The most I've heard. Well, just recently there was rumors that. Um, uh, there was going to be like working titles for Justice League. I want to say it was stuff. It was almost like you know the Gods Among Us tagline and yeah. Justice. It was stuff like that. But uh, Jeff Johns recently came out and said that the movie is just going to be Justice League. I think that's another sign of of them having influence where they're not going to put this insanely long title. <laughs> you know, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Like that was such a winded title. The title really encapsulated the problem with the film. It did. It was very long. <laughs> it was almost poetry. How well? Yeah, it fit. Into what was wrong with the movie? Mm-hmm. Like all you need to know about what was wrong with the movie, you could hear from the title of the film. Very true. I um, mean, if the if the movie has a if the title has a colon in it, <laughs> then chances are it's going to be shit. Well, and like I, I was never a fan of the of the whole Batman v Superman. Like either just no. call it Batman versus Superman or just call it Batman Superman. I think it should Donna be called Justice. Batman Superman. You know, if you want to throw that Dawn of Justice, but I, it's the V accompanied with the Dawn of Justice that just kind of... Too busy. Too busy. It um, it really... Uh, you could tell. I mean, just when they thought that that was a good working title, that heads that shouldn't have been involved were the ones mm-hmm. that were behind the decision-making. Yeah. It's... I mean... Meh. I mean, <laughs> it's got diehard fans. There's people that try to say that uh, Civil War was a worse movie. They say that Civil War was childish in comparison. I'm like, oh, wait, which movie had someone giving someone a jar of pee? <laughs> I, I've seen that. I've seen people where they're like, um, oh, you you know, the Marvel fanboys just don't understand <laughs> the depth and the, complex, the complexity uh, Does anyone understand the complexity um, of this movie? And they're making this they're making it out to be something that it really isn't. Like just I don't know if there's it's just to appease themselves. There's a difference between a complex film and a convoluted film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can easily know. 
I would definitely, if there's one thing I would call the movie, it's not complex. No. There's not like there's all these subtle layers and hints and things and like everything's pretty bare bones and there for you. Everything's pretty much spoon fed to you. Yeah. Like it's, it's not oh my like God, this, the Martha subplot alone. Yeah. It's not like this, you know, sprawling epic with layers and, and, and different, you know, emotions and all this other stuff. I mean, it's not as if Zack Snyder can't even direct a movie that has intricate layers. Uh, Watchmen, I felt, was a really good adaptation. I, I get flack for that, but I actually... Really I love Watchmen. It. Yeah, it's one of my favorite... Uh, it's still, Unsung hero of the yeah, comic book movie genre. It's uh, my favorite DC movie still to this day. Mm-hmm. DC slash Vertigo? Yes. I love, um, love Vertigo. I mean, like I said, I'm going to pick it up. You know, I, I I said when we review, I know I give this movie a lot of shit. I, I, there are aspects to it that I did like. I did enjoy. It just ne- didn't blow me away as much as I had anticipated. Like, I really, you know. High hopes. I, I wanted to leave that movie. and I wanted to see it, you know, two, three times. I said I've, I've I seen twice. Civil I, War yeah. three times, <laughs> contemplating a fourth, you know. I'd be down. Let me know. <laughs> Mandate. Love, yeah, love that movie. Hopefully it won't be raining because <laughs> that would be harsh. It'll be um, our thing. We, we see movies in the rain now. And also it's been reported that this week um, that actress Brie Larson is close to uh, honing in on the uh, Captain Marvel role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not totally familiar with her work. I do know she won an Oscar for really? the movie The Room. Oh, I've never seen that. Um, also, she uh, the most notable thing I recognize her from is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm-hmm. I, I've, never, Adams. I've never seen that either. Really? It is one of the few comic book movies I have not seen. Um, it's fantastic. Some people, I keep uh, hearing people tell me, get but you know what, it, for you right now, like so many people have talked it up and might not quite well, meet up to standards. I have no expectation. I, I really don't like, uh, Michael Sarah. That's his name. Right? That was a lot of people. That was actually a lot of people's gripes about it. Cause that was at like the height of his fame. Yeah. He's such and a, a lot of people were like looking little dorky like, hipster kid. Fuck Michael Sarah. His mustache. <laughs> that creepy molestache eager just makes me hate him so he, uh, much. But this movie, like, I remember I went and seen this with uh, Mikey, who sometimes appears on the show, and her <laughs> good friend Eric. He just sometimes appears in general. <laughs> like a genie. Yep, and there he is. Um, we went and saw it together, and, like, it, it was one of those movies, like, 15, 20 minutes in, I was just like, ugh, this movie's fantastic. I'm, this is, I made the right choice. Wasn't, didn't it have a really good director, too, or something? I heard uh, yeah, Edgar Wright. Uh, what else did he do? He man? did uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot oh, Fuzz. Was no. supposed to do oh, Ant Man. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, um, she's apparently up for the role. Um, from what I've read of reports, basically it's f- hers for the taking. Cool. It's um, as long as it's not Ronda Rousey. Yeah. No. I I, I don't. Know I prefer if, someone with actual acting chops. That's the actress. I'll show you. Picture, Jeff. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> I'm, I'm horrifying. <laughs> I'm creepily rubbing my hands together. She, um, is she, I mean, she's really pretty. Uh, I haven't seen any of her work, but I'll be happy to... Uh, I mean, it looks like... She, visually, she looks like she'd fit the bill really well. I wonder if they'll give her the uh, short hair that has mm-hmm. uh, become such a trademark for the current Captain Marvel. Um, before we... I, I just want to jump on one thing here. I'm going to get a little... Uh, Gonna get a little bit on a soapbox here. Uh oh. Here he so, goes. Here he goes. It came out 
that she was, you know, up for the role and basically, you know, almost sounds like she has it. Mm-hmm. And as I've stated numerous times in the show, I love to read comments. Love to read comments to see what people are saying, feedback. He hates himself. And you can tell by reading. I do because it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it enrages me so much. And this is where comic book fans in general get such a bad rap. Yes. Um, it's these specific things because all it is is people talking about like, oh, she looks frumpy. Her face looks too fat. And it's like, dude. Are you really like that fucking superficial? Uh, superficial and that like it was the same thing with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Like people like, oh, oh she looks like a, st- a stick figure. It's like, Give you know, I, like they don't. Sorry, she's not uh, Linda Carter, who's like you know seven foot tall. And they, I mean, there ain't no there ain't no other Linda Carter in the world. I'm sorry. And this is why it's people like this. This is why like the set the first thing people are going to with this Ghostbusters reboot is. They don't like it because they're women. It's because they're Trump supporters. Um, <laughs> did you hear about that? I did. Judd Apatow saying that, oh, these are the type of people that probably support Donald Oh, really? <laughs> Way to, uh, you know, hand out an olive branch. Is right. Done. I mean, what is he thinking? Like, what? why is there such a line in the sand about this? Why? I, and it's just, they're you They're know, just really stonewalling. Like, they just dig in and just say, you know, fuck you. Like, it's it just, I really don't understand why you would t- attack... I realize there's an angry fan base, and a lot of it. There um, are people that are, you know, well, it's, women can't do this. There are people. No, there. Yeah, there's a large amount of people. But to but, lump them in with everybody, like you know, like I said, us here, like we just don't think it looks good. It, I was. Is it possible that some people just think it looks like a shit movie? I wasn't interested in a remake. I wasn't even interested in a sequel. I said too much time had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone tells me that I'm a sexist for that, then you know, I'm just it just leaves me flabbergasted. Um, but you know, this constant like shaming of like people's image, like, oh, they don't look like the comic version. No shit. Most of these women don't look like the comic (laughs) version because the comic versions are just fucking unrealistic. Unrealistic. Are you trying to say body types? I mean, like Chris Evans, he's built like a shit brick house. He don't look like Captain America. But people don't give him shit. Yeah. People don't give, you know, Chris Hemsworth shit. No. I mean, like if you wanted comic book perfect translations of characters, they'd all have to be professional wrestlers. Or like uh, for women, they'd have to be like super plastic surgery <laughs> yeah. or you'd like have have porn Meg- star. You'd have to have Megan Fox playing every role. Like, you know, porn star, like <laughs> body structure, you know, yeah. like just very plastic and fake. Like who gives a shit if they don't have, you know, size, whatever breasts and their waist isn't this tiny. And I feel like I'm getting... A little uh, carried away with this, but <laughs> I so understand what? entirely. Like, 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 if they're in, this is an Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning actress, and they want her on board, and she's interested, then hell yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, it, it makes me mad because those are the people that give everybody, like all comic book fans, like you're, a really terrible name. You're ruining the fun for everyone. Exactly. You fucking fun ruiners. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. I mean. Why obsess over the image if you haven't even seen what the actor can do with a character? Time and time again, we have seen reserved judgment of whoever's cast and what because the performance is going to speak for itself. Huh. Um, Gail Godot was the shining light yeah. of Batman v Superman. She wasn't in it too much, but yeah. she looked fantastic. She looked the part. She... 
had a act, very strong presence, you for, know, for what she was, for what she what she was given. When she I was watched, great. When I watched it in theaters, people applauded when mm-hmm. she showed up in costume. And look, she wasn't a fucking seven foot tall Amazon or <laughs> anything like that. Like she just, was literally an Amazon, but no, she wasn't. Like you know, you can't have legs from here to Yaya like Linda Carter because you're not going to find an actress like that. Still, mm-hmm. it's. It, I mean, it's. Impossible she, standards that people are, are. She looked plenty good to me. Let me tell you, <laughs> she looks very strong, very and she had like stoic. A, she had an actual Mediterranean look. Yeah, which made sense because she's you know, and like, the, she looks fantastic in all the set images we've seen from the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Like okay, so she's not you know super muscular or anything like that. She's like, toned. I mean, she, she looks plenty fit to me. Yeah, like no kidding. But you know, it goes back to oh, she doesn't. Have the Amazon film. And what for Captain want? Marvel, it's like, oh, she's not this busty and this. And it's like. Aren't you, like, defeating the whole, like, she's supposed to be this gender stereotype shattering character. You know, a uh, strong, independent woman that don't need no man. Mm-mm-mm. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> she, you know, she, she's, her character's famous for shattering stereotypes. And here you are obsessing over her body image mm-hmm. in the most stereotypical way possible. Just looking like a complete jerk. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Let us know what you think, because I feel like this is a hot, hot button here. And uh, I'm hoping that this actually broadens our female demographic mm-hmm. and makes us seem, you know, very uh, nice. Yes, not uh, not like the chauvinistic that we actually are. <laughs> that that hide behind their keyboards yep. and the keyboard warriors <laughs> of the world. That's my, that's my Your <laughs> boobs need to be this big. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't masturbate to it. <laughs> um, so we we just seen Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, um, the sequel to the 2013 movie. I think I said 2014 on our last episode. That's okay. It was 2013 or 2014. I don't have time for it. Uh, I haven't seen it anyway. So. Um, I have seen it, uh, it's, but I went and seen this um, Initial thoughts for me? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I I loved it. Well, I I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was I had no expectations whatsoever. I was just expecting That's how I like to go through life. Yeah, exactly. Zero <laughs> expectations. <laughs> the movie said it best itself that you should just roll with the weirdness that's going on. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what I did and I thoroughly enjoyed. it had uh the first 15 minutes were pretty scary for me because it was just Hyper Michael Bay, where they're just constantly flipping and going on like rocket boards through the sewers while they're having a conversation, and like they go to a freaking basket. Like, what well, was the Knicks game, right? Yeah, it was a Knicks game. Yeah, they went to a Knicks game, and I'm just like, oh god, they're hanging out in the rafters. And I'm like, this is gonna be nothing but like slow mo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be nothing but slow mo flips and product placement. And uh, after that, no, it it really picked up. The dialogue was surprisingly funny. Less um. Horribly overt than I was. There was there was there was parts that were a little. Oh, I I cringe. There's one part in particular that like I just kept thinking about throughout the entire movie when we were watching it, and uh, Stephen Amal who plays Arrow, Mm -hmm. Oliver Queen in the Arrow series, uh, he's in it as Casey Jones, and something happened. You know, and basically he gets suspended or whatever from the force. And yeah, he's a cop in this, um, and not just a crazy vigilante with a bunch of sports equipment. And he's telling the woman who does this that 
It's Officer Jones, and I'm going to be a detective one day. Yeah, that was so it's bad. It's literally like that's <laughs> line for line the dialogue, and that's about as well as it was delivered. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, there's only so much you can work with, I guess. Um, but uh, me, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was, like you said, it was fun. Like, it, this isn't, you know, Dark Knight territory or Civil War territory. This isn't. You know, this isn't different like, kind of ninja in this one. Yeah, this isn't you know a, a super you know thinking movie that you have to like really pay. It's a good movie. You go and you turn your brain off and you just enjoy. It. There's exactly. four fucking turtles. <laughs> There's four seven, seven foot, foot tall, tall anthropomorphic tor- turtles. <laughs> so if anything else after that happens, that your level of believability is just out the window, then I don't know where your brain is. It must be you, skewed. Uh, if you. You know, if you have trouble suspending disbelief for movies, if you're a nitpicker, then holy crap, stay if far, you're looking far for away. Yeah. A tour de force. <laughs> if you're looking for a thinking man's movie, then yeah, please. Who would imagine? <laughs> I came in expecting. Like, I can't even finish this. I wanted like, some Inception like. <laughs> I wanted a complexity. turtle and a turtle and a turtle. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was honestly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. The. Um, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh my God! Can they we talk ma- about them? They made the movie. They were fantastic. It, they were funny. Um, everything I'd wanted to see when I was a kid. I know. Just brought to life. They were just silly. They were over the top, and they knew they were over the top. Like mm-hmm. that's what I really enjoyed about this movie is that it realized the ridiculousness of the premise, mm-hmm. and it went with it. It literally made fun of itself consistently throughout the entire movie. And I really like when a movie realizes, you know, okay, this is ridiculous. We're just going to amp it up to 11 and let you... We're just going to have a mutant warthog and rhino. (laughs) We're going to have a talking brain and a spaceship come flying through a portal. Um, We're just going to have it all. Yeah. Rocket Uh, rocket surfboards, uh, like five different uh, skydiving scenes for some mm -hmm. reason. Uh, tank driving through the Amazon rainforest <laughs> looking for alien artifacts. Fantastic. <laughs> um, Seeing Bebop and Rocksteady drive that tank is just, oh, man. The uh, What did you think of all the turtles? Um, They were less annoying. Like, I thought Mikey would be just the cringe meister throughout the entire movie. But, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He made me cringe several times, and not just because he's so creepy looking. But um, most of the dialogue... I mean, there were parts where I was, like, laughing really loud. Like, a, like, I mean, not just ironically, but it was just genuinely funny dialogue. Um, I, I thought that they were much more bearable than they were in the first one. They feel like they dialed down some of their personalities a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so, like, in your face. Like, especially Leonardo. Like, I really liked Leonardo in this. Like, Yeah, Leonardo was a... Uh, they did a good job of portraying the uh, leader. And the struggles that comes with that, with when you have the three teenage mutant ninja turtles, it's <laughs> uh, correct. It was. I mean, I, I I was surprised at how much like I was laughing, and I was like, "Wow, I'm actually having a legitimate good time." Yeah, like, like it's not just us poking fun at it and enjoying it out of you know just because oh look at how stupid this movie is. But uh, I mean, was it ridiculous? Yes. Is it over the top? Absolutely. Oh, you you you'll be hard pressed to find out. Legitimate film that's in a theater that's more over the top than this. Um, I mean, then not to say that I, there isn't some gripes and and whatnot that comes along with the movie. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, like, um, if Shredder was kind of reduced to like 
a plot device. A plot device. Like, he, there wasn't really a lot of Shredder in this movie. Very little dialogue. He looked awesome. Yeah, he looked really cool. The new Shredder suit I liked a lot. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, yeah, the Shredder and the foot. They were just uh, pretty much... Kind place, of there. They were just placeholders for when Krang showed up. Mm-hmm. Krang um, was fantastic. Krang, that was... <laughs> I, I was so happy to see Krang in a movie. I like, know. And the Technodrome, spoiler, uh, the Technodrome comes flying in. Piece by piece through a dimensional very portal. Very convoluted, like, yeah. but I guess because the portal's only yay big. like that was It sort of made way. sense. I mean, I mean, it was a good way to have, uh, you know, the, the big bad in a movie. Once again, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick a movie that has four <laughs> turtles, a talking brain. And uh, a ninja rat. A ninja rat. Um, a professional wrestler that gets turns into a rhinoceros. <laughs> like um, what I found really bizarre was the fact that they said that you have the DNA locked of your genetic ancestors mm-hmm. for the purple ooze that turned them into uh, mutants. That thought, was very strange. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure human beings didn't evolve from they they never evolved from warthogs or rhinoceroses. That was that was definitely something where <laughs> I was made, like, yeah, they was, didn't really think that through, <laughs> did they? Yeah, they, they just wanted to figure out how do we get them from point A to point B. Here's how we do it. Yeah. Let's not dwell too much on the specifics <laughs> of it. Oh, my God. Bebop in his human form, those, the shades that they got that had to be, like, specially made. Yeah. Absolutely. Those were awesome. Oh, yeah. The whole outfit. Like, uh, Seamus. Seamus, the uh, professional wrestler. Surprisingly good. What did you think of uh, Will Arnett? Oh, he was funny. As Vern. I mean, um... Not Vern Troyer, but... <laughs> is that who he's he supposed to be, Vern? Vern from yeah, the show, yeah. I liked him a lot. I mean, he was, you know, he's just Will Arnett. He's Will Arnett in everything that he's in, so I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Always a delight to have mm-hmm. him in something. I still wonder, um... So, like, for April O'Neil, was she, was she mutated by being, like, a Barbie doll that was dropped <laughs> into a band of mutant gin, or... Um, I, I was happy to say, like, I wasn't as annoyed... With Megan Fox, as I thought it was going to be. Oh, I, I always like Megan Fox. I mean, she's very cute in a, a, like, plastic Hollywood sort of way. Like, I always thought the work that she got done was utterly unnecessary. I thought she was, you know, she looked fine before all the work. Like, Yeah, it was kind of... Uh, I mean, she doesn't look bad now if, you know, Hollywood uh, per- concept of perception, you know, the Hollywood beauty. perfect look, yeah. Because, you know, the people don't look like the comic book characters. Yeah. <laughs> They have to be this big. It's um, funny, like, you wouldn't be able to tell what her job was up until the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you actually at one point leaned over, like, is she supposed to be a reporter <laughs> in this? I'm like, yeah. She was in the first one, at least. And, and Whoopi Goldberg was her boss. Really? Yeah. Scary. It was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, the turtle van was amazing in it. Oh, my uh, God. It, it fired sewer covers. Like, <laughs> it was, it was that like, is intent to kill, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like, Well, they are ninjas. I mean, and they're guided. Yeah, they're the guided sewer cover. <laughs> I, I, I loved when, they, like, Casey Jones was trying to explain what happened, and it just really hammered home the ridiculousness of the entire film. Mm-hmm. Ever just staring at him like he's from Mars while he's trying to explain that a turtle van showed up and started launching. Listen, it. <laughs> this turtle van had <laughs> nunchucks. Yeah, it had robotic arm nunchucks and a and, a, and an arm that threw a giant katana plane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, I mean, that's all you really need to know about the movie. That is pretty much the movie, like, <laughs> in a nutshell, I would say. The whole part with the turtle van, just really. Well, and then also, too, uh, when there's a scene where they're, the 
planes crashing and the cockpit's like been blown to shit and the, yeah. the steering wheel pops <laughs> off. And somehow Donatello takes his bow staff and puts it in where the like the, the, the nub of where the joystick was. The joystick out, would yeah. be and is able to guide the plane that way, <laughs> in a sense. And which I mean, uh that entire action scene is actually probably one of the best action scenes in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. it is the best action oh, scene. Oh, like, yeah. It's actually really well done. Sadly, like, it's the only time when uh, the Turtles and Bebop and Rocksteady meet. I wanted more of that. and But it, it it's just an awesome scene. Like mm-hmm. Once again, it's just a thing where you can shut your brain off. Watch you don't have to think turtles. too much about it. Yeah, you just watch four giant turtles fight a giant warthog and a giant rhinoceros. And it's fantastic. Like, yeah, it was actually a really good action sequence. Mm-hmm. I the mean, whole scene in the water and the plane and, like, when they're flying from the plane and they hit the plane. And somehow the tank comes out of the Amazon River and shoots at them. And, like, <laughs> and then it goes in that slow-mo, yeah. <laughs> super slow-mo bouncing, throwing. There's only... I was... Um, they didn't overdo it with the uh, slow-mo, which... No, it was it was used in limited quantities and I think used effectively. Yes. Slow-mo I, gets a lot of shit, but if you use it correctly, if you don't overuse it... it, it just, it, it's just when everyone... It's just so overplayed that every since time... Since the you, Matrix, yeah, yeah. Every time you do notice it, I mean, people notice it, like, it sticks out like a sore thumb now because it's just been... It's become a huge cliche, especially... Mm-hmm. In well, these type of movies. At, thanks specifically to Michael Bay because he's the one who just... I mean, you watch Transformers movie. And just, Zack Snyder loves his slow-mo, too. Oh, he does. He, oh, my God. He's like 300. Every Watchmen. other sword slash. Oh, yeah. All, oh, goodness. I mean, it, <laughs> it works well. I mean, I mean, like a, I said, when utilizing it correctly, you're not overdoing it. It can be beneficial to an action scene. It does just, you know, people are sensitive to it now because it's just become such a cliche. Um, I, I love Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman. I thought he was hilarious. He was, he was really funny. He really, like, hammed it up. On, you know, and he was perfect for it. Uh, Who would have thought that Tyler Perry could actually be funny, you know? And spoiler alert, he does get mutagen and he transforms into a seven-foot-tall black woman. <laughs> Hallelujah! Um uh, what else? What else have we got in this movie? <laughs> what, what else happened that was uh, completely ridiculous? And Casey insane? Jones wore a mask for more than uh, thirty seconds. Yeah, um, that was the one thing I didn't particularly like the direction they took with Casey Jones. No, like, me either. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I, the whole like former cop thing, I guess, is just their way of finding a way to introduce him into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe a more effective way would be like. Uh, which just wouldn't work with the plot device they went with from the uh, leaning from the first to the second, where you know there's rumors of these vigilantes out there, and he's just kind of out there as inspiration, doing vigilante work. But instead, it's like, oh, he's a former, he's a cop in this, and mm-hmm. maybe if they went Dark Knight with it, it would have worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. When in doubt, just go Dark Knight <laughs> with it. I don't wear hockey pads. <laughs> um. But I mean, he was—I mean, he was fine for the most part. I mean, yeah. um, the the relationship between the turtles gets really interesting too when strife. They discover this mutagen; it could potentially turn them into humans. And I was just thinking to myself the entire time, I'm like, "Oh my god, are they going to turn them into humans? Because this could be horrifying." <laughs> this and um, yeah, there was a part where Donatello drops a little bit of the purple ooze on his hand, and he gets four fingers, and I was just. He gets like a yeah, four fingers and a thumb. He gets like the whole. Yeah, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> it was so creepy looking. Um, and there's a bit of an internal struggle in the tur- between the turtles as far as he tells Leonardo about it. Leonardo wants to keep it from the other two because the other two want to go up 
you know, as it turns out, the other turtles were also ninjas. So Michelangelo was <laughs> sneaky and listened to the whole conversation. And it was it was kind of a cool dynamic seeing Leonardo with Donatello and Raphael with Michelangelo because I always feel like it's kind of like uh, Mikey and Donnie are together mm-hmm. and Leo and Raph are kind of together, like having them split up like that. And then there's points where they're all like laying into each other, and it's like, oh yeah, not like, something. You, I mean, you're you're used to the Michael or to the Raphael Leonardo. Raphael is normally the big hothead nowadays. Um, yeah, it's weird seeing him shift from the fun-loving, uh, smarmy, sarcastic type to the musclehead, uh, angsty type. Well, I mean, he, I mean, I guess it does kind of hold truer to the original source material. Um, but just with what we've grown up with, like we were used to him being very sarcastic and mm-hmm. he, witty. He was always the one with the quips. Was mm-hmm. a, I could. He was. He was the one I related to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't as annoyed with any of them as I was no, in the previous um, installment. No, none of them were unbearable. There were parts where I, I just, cringe, but... I, I Through watching it, I was just like, okay, I'm accepting it. This is what we have. This is what they look like now. It wasn't bad. I mean, um, like... I, I, wish, I do wish they had, like, some... They actually did dial it down a bit as far as, like, all the different shit on them. Yeah. They did dial it down. Which is saying a lot because they did have a lot of shit yeah, on Yeah, especially Donatello. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had a Super Nintendo controller strapped to his arm for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, I, I don't like the, the glasses with Donatello. Yeah, I it can just tell throws you the like whole those. It just holds, throws the whole thing off Ninja for me. Ninja mask with uh, nerdo glasses. Yeah, like... It, it's so like, oh, and he was constantly walking around with holograms floating in front of his face throughout the entire movie. Yeah, they're spouting out ridiculous techno jargon, <laughs> like <laughs> the most ridiculous you'll ever hear. Like, what you know, it's even worse than watching an old episode of Star Trek or something. Um, the one thing I do definitely, I did definitely like about their overall character models is they're all different sizes. Yeah, and uh, it's different sizes fitting to their like Donatello's a little, he's a lot skinnier. Yeah, um, he's skinnier and. Uh, Michelangelo is a lot shorter. Michelangelo is shorter than all of them. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo has a very good, like, heroic build to him. and He's the one with the six-pack. Uh, Raphael's just very, like, not necessarily stocky, but he's... He's got the Hulk-like build. Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely, he's a big muscle head. I mean, my reaction, if I saw these turtles, would be pretty much what their reaction was in the movie. Like, it's monsters! They're Shoot monsters! Them! Kill them! <laughs> I was like, immediately. And the cops said, they're monsters! I was just like... Well, I don't know. I just... The thing that I didn't understand about that part, because, well, for me seeing the first one, is they find out in the first one that um, if they're getting shot at, if they just, you know, point their shells, the shells are bulletproof, mm-hmm. you know, and but they kind of just kind of freeze up and are stuck there. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but once again, I guess I'm going against my own advice of just not thinking about it and yeah. just enjoying the ride for what it is. Yeah, um, you know, uh, that was for the sake of plot exposition, so whatever. For whatever plot that there actually was in the movie. <laughs> and as I said when we were leaving, like I, one thing I kept remembering, telling myself as we were watching is, th- this movie is not geared towards necessarily us. No, it's... Uh, it's for the fans of the show now. It's definitely geared towards a younger audience. It was geared towards children with stuff enough stuff for adults to uh, enjoy, too. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that we benefited from, though, is that I, I remember reading the director. He's around in his 30s, mm-hmm. and he grew up with the show. And so there was a lot of, you know, throwing in Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang and the Technodrome. Like, the that's all band. stuff yeah. 
that we wanted to see when we were kids in our movies that remember, we never got to yeah, see. I remember when the giant eyeball on top of the techno drum popped up, you were just like, oh. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I My like, eyes, I was just like. <laughs> <sighs> and um, once again, you know, spoiler alerts. Uh, I will say the one thing I definitely liked about this movie is they did not kill any of the villains. Yep. Everyone's still around. We thought for, there was a close call with Bebop and Rocksteady, but luckily they're okay. Uh, Krang's okay. He even did, you know, I'll get you yep. next time, Turtles. <laughs> it's essentially what it was. Yep. Um, Shredder's fine. He's frozen in carbonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm actually, you know, kind of interested to see what they do for the sequel. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I thought I was going to leave thinking. I uh, just from the trailers alone. Um, it caught my interest. I said, this looks a lot more fun than the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I was correct. I, re- I asked you, is this better than the first movie? You said, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Cody enjoyed the first movie. He said it was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that you would not miss out from what I've seen if you just jumped in at the second movie and mm-hmm. just gave the first movie a yes. pass. No, I think, yeah, I think... Um I mean, there's nothing like substantial going on. Like anything that happened in the first one, they kind of explain it, anyways. Yeah, I wasn't like lost in the horribly complex. The only yeah. the only question you ask the entire movie is: Is April a reporter? Yes. <laughs> it's literally, and then luckily that is answered at the end. Where you go, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I guess she's talking to a camera. You know. <laughs> the whole thing was actually her story. It was actually uh, shot on like a Player Witch style <laughs> steady cam, and that was. Uh, it all makes sense when you explain it like that. It does. It really does. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, actually. <sighs> and then there's uh, hints towards Baxter Stockman being turned into a fly monster. I'm excited to see that. Um, be very v- cool to see him come in along. You keep in Be- Bebop and Rocksteady, bring mm-hmm. back Krang and Shredder, and um, I really hope they could bring in the Rock Soldiers. Yeah, the rock soldiers. I can't uh, remember what they're called, but they're from Dimension X. It was like, uh, was it like General like Crag or something like that? Mm-hmm. You made the suggestion, too, of also bringing in the Mousers. Yes, I would love to see the Mousers in a movie. Um, it would be an easy thing to do. Or, um, but it, I mean, it would just be pure fa- fan service, but I think it'd be a good, it, you know, it'd be a good move. On, uh, it'd be good for toy sales and whatnot, so. I mean, there's, there's tons of potential they could do with this. I mean, they could bring in Slash. Yeah. You could bring in uh, Metalhead. Hell yeah. Um, Leatherneck. Uh, Rat King. No. <laughs> yeah. Finally. I'm, I'm, but yeah, I'm super excited to see what they end up doing in the next one. Who um, would have thunk it? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally sold on this franchise now. I'm just saying, you know, wow, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles modern day franchise, <laughs> which is, you know, I... I never would like the first one. I was just, uh, this, ugh, you know, oh. like I said, I think we've gotten over the fact of what they look like, and we're like, okay, this is this is what they look like. This is them. So, you know, and they it, uh, they dialed down the character models a little bit too. The the, the lips weren't as defined, creepy looking, and uh, they all looked like like weird turtle Voldemorts or something because like they have no noses. <laughs> That's true, but they do have little slits for noses. Yeah, so. they have those creepy slits like. But yeah, they dialed that down. Their character models were significantly, uh, if you actually see a side-by-side comparison, especially Michelangelo, even mm-hmm. though he still looks really creepy, you can see them from left to right. They showed, uh, I saw 
a side-by-side comparison. They definitely made them look less horrifying. I'm glad they made Michelangelo a little bit less pervy in this one. Yeah. And in the first one, he was... I heard he was trying to constantly bang uh, April O'Neil. He, uh, there's, when they first see her, you can hear him going, oh my God, I can feel my shell tightening. Ew. <laughs> Literal line of dialogue. Ew. And I was just like, that wasn't necessary. <laughs> I just want to put my turtle cock inside of her. Like, ah. <laughs> ah. Gross. No um, necesito, por favor. So let's oh, go. They, they also say cowabunga in the movie. They do. Well, Megan Fox does. Um, Actually, you know, she was in a blonde wig for the first part of the movie. I thought she looked better as a blonde. <laughs> With the glasses and... The glasses, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> if, you're, if that's your thing. So let's um, rate this movie in our CGC scale. <laughs> um, what would you give it? I'll give it three shells out of four. <laughs> very, very enjoyable movie. Uh, it's the apotheosis of a summer popcorn flick. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and spend six bucks or whatever on a matinee with it, and you will not be disappointed if you just want a nice, fun, mindless action movie. I think I'm going to echo your sentiment. I think three does sound about right. Like maybe three and a half. No, not three and a half. <laughs> half shell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half heroes and a half shell. Um, it and you know I would say like a six six point eight probably would be a good rating for it. I mean, once again, it's just a good pop. It's what summer movies are. Yeah, you shut your brain off, you enjoy it, you laugh, you have a good time. It does what it's supposed to do. I mean, it's it's what it it advertised itself mm-hmm. to be perfectly. It didn't have any kind of. Um, there's so many movies where the trailers misrepresent what they're trying to go for to trick people into seeing the movie. I'll tell you what. I had more fun watching this than I did X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah? Absolutely. I, uh, I'm i not surprised. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't have high hopes for the movie. <laughs> I'm just... I, I'm not even... I, I'm not in a hurry to see it. Maybe when it's out Nobody, of Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you have it. We loved it. Yep. So you should go see it. I, I would strongly recommend it. Yep, if, highly recommend it. If you don't like it, we will not care. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to refund your tickets, so don't ask. Nope, nope, nope. Or your time. No. Especially uh, not the time. No, no. God, no. <laughs> I mean, I understand you're wasting your time listening to this. We'll, we'll argue about it with you on the internet. Oh, there we so go. So we'll waste more of your time if you want. <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out every Sunday on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network on podbros.com. We always have all our new episodes up. Um, also, follow us on Twitter at Kapowcast, Instagram Kapowcast, and our Facebook is Kapowcast2015. So much social media, so little time. <laughs> and the truth. Um, check back with us soon. We have, uh, we've been posting on our Facebook. We have some cool announcements coming up. Big stuff in our future for the summer. So keep an ear out or an eye out. Or both, even. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you just confuse yourself with your own I character? did <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy So uh, we will see you next time I'm Mike And I'm Jeff Cowbunga <laughs>